In June 2020, Warner Brothers made one of its newest films free to rent across all streaming platforms. In a statement released on social media, the movie studio said, quote, We believe in the power of story. Our film, based on the life work of civil rights attorney Brian Stevenson, is one resource we can humbly offer to those who are interested in learning more about the systematic racism that plagues our society, end quote. Vowing to compensate the creators of the film as usual, WB essentially paid for each rental on behalf of any viewer who wished to watch. The announcement came after a week of worldwide protests of George Floyd's death and garnered attention and curiosity among Americans who would not have otherwise seen the movie, including us. But does the movie clear the high bar set in place by the studio that funded it? We're the two gomers, we're talking just mercy, and this is Perfect Movie. Welcome everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Oregon, Wisconsin, <laughs> joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Oregon. Oregon, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Oregon, not Oregon, uh-huh. Oregon, you know, the, the state. Right. Um... But uh, this is like a city, town, village uh, outside of Verona. Well, not right. outside of. It's just adjacent to Verona. Yeah. It's where my dad and stepmom live, and I'm in his basement. Um, in their basement uh, last week, I was in Aaron's parents' basement. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's just a base, a tour of Wisconsin basements. <laughs> right. Next week, we'll be in another basement. Uh, no, actually, next week, we'll be back in Atlanta. Oh, right. Um but yeah, it's uh, been traveling a lot, um, you know, been socially distancing and wearing mm-hmm. masks and yeah. um, going from, you know, people that have been in different bubbles. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Bubble you know, to like, bubble, right? You, and your dad right? has a Quarantine. pool, right? Yeah. Oh, so they man. have a pool. So we're like in there all the time. The girls are loving that. You know, it's just, it's a great change of pace, change of scenery. Yeah. Um, I know it's been great for the grandparents um, on both sides and my mom. So three sides, Yeah. Um, you know, to be able to see people and you know, it's, it's all, it's, everybody has been locked down. I'm sure people can relate to that lockdown. Yep. Um, you know, and it's nice to see other faces for and sure. It's nice to be seen by <laughs> other faces. I guess I don't know. Yeah. There's power in being seen. Right. 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 And, and you know, the, honestly, just jumping right right to it, that's that's part of what we're doing here. Right. Um, part of what we're doing in, in, in this new endeavor, mm-hmm. in this new commitment we've made is we want to see, we want to learn, we want to yeah. celebrate stories um, that, like you said in the cold open, that we might not have even seen this movie. We pro- I mean, we probably wouldn't have. And part of that's because I just don't see enough movies in general. But... Right? 
Right. I mean, we might as well start confessions right off the bat. I mean, let, let, that's what this yep. is going to be like, right? right? Like, right. I do I do not think I would have seen Just Mercy unless Warner Brothers, unless there was this kind of like cultural oddity that happened with this movie studio who put this yep. statement out that I read at the top that basically we will pay for you to watch this movie. We think this movie is so important. We're going to pay for you to watch mm. it. It reminds me of, um, remember when you 2 did that the most U2 thing that's ever been done where they're like, look on your iTunes right now. We are forcing you. It was, you you have to download our latest album. And everybody's like, why? I don't like U2. Why do I have U2 on my iTunes all of a sudden? Right. Well, that's what happened to my mom. Because I I feel like I remember um, the, the cover art. Was there mm-hmm. like a naked person on the cover art or something? It was. It's, it's a shirtless. Or, what it what it is is a replica of a picture of Bono and his son. I think when his son was okay. little, and so it's one guy with a um with uh, who's shirtless, and then another guy is kind of grabbing onto his waist, and it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like an exact an exact replica of a similar picture of or maybe it was the Edge that he has of him doing that with his son doing that when they he was little, but it doesn't play as okay. well. Um. Okay. Well, it, I, I, I just do it. Know, my mom was like, "Right." She's like, "Why is why is?" And she's like, "Anthony, you know, classic mom son. Like, can you get this off my phone?" And I'm like, "I don't think I can." No. Um. It's so right? hard to get it off of your phone. <laughs> right. Um. So, um. This, on the other hand, and you know, honestly, I don't even really remember listening to that. Um. It's a good album. This, on the other hand, it okay. Yeah. I can't. I, I don't even remember. Um, this, on the other hand, is like, we want you to see this. We want everybody to see this. We're proud of this movie. It is so timely. It is, uh, we're going to talk about, I mean, spoiler alert, and the evidence is perfect mm-hmm. timing Yeah. for this to come out. I mean, it's just, it's inc- it's an incredible movie. I rewatched it again this morning. Me too. Um, and did you want to start by reading our... Um, because we we this is a first in a series. Yeah. Um that's, you know, 52 weeks long um every fourth week, I don't know. Yeah, because because we only release respect, movies but... every other it's very simple understand. Right. We release a movie okay. every two weeks. But right, we're doing right. every other movie now by a filmmaker of color, so it actually only ends up being once a month. Um Okay. Uh which feels great. And so, yeah, yeah, you're mentioning this announcement that we posted, um, a statement yeah. that we posted, I guess, last week. Yep. Um, right. Now, people might be listening to this far in the future, and who even knows? I, I mean, maybe Instagram might not exist. Can you right. imagine? Can you imagine that? <laughs> a world without Insta. Um, and so, we thought we'd actually read the, um, the statement that we put out. Maybe we should put the opening music behind this again. Sure. That sweet opening music. We need to use it whenever we can. Right. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it adds that drama. Thanks, yeah, Davis. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is what we posted. Um, says this. In 2008, we, the two gomers, have been on a journey to stretch and better ourselves physically, mentally, and spiritually. As we've listened to the counsel of others these past months, both on and off podcast, we've realized that we still have a long way to go. We need to work harder to broaden our understanding of the world around us, listen to voices we weren't exposed to growing up, 
and take in stories that don't only reflect our own experiences as white people. These stories have been underrepresented in Hollywood. They've been underrepresented on our podcast as well. So we're making a new commitment. Starting in July and continuing through the next year, every other movie we feature on Perfect Movie will be one directed or written by a filmmaker of color. The format, the features, and the fun of the podcast aren't going anywhere, but we look forward to how this decision will bring Perfect Movie to new levels of depth and how it will change us, challenge us, to be more thoughtful, empathetic, and active people in our world. And it's just like it's always been for the last 12 years. We'd love you to come along for the ride. Awesome, dude. Carefully written, right? I mean, like, we, we went through <laughs> 20 drafts of that. We passed it through our wives. We passed it through our lawyer. <laughs> right, right. Because we, we wanted to have the right tone. We wanted to say what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and we feel compelled to do this. And one of the reasons that we feel compelled to do this mm-hmm. is we are we're people of faith if there's there's any if you've listened to any episode you yeah. obviously know that right. it's like in the fiber of our being and mm-hmm. you know we we have some like core core beliefs right. um between me and you as followers of Christ mm-hmm. as Christians yeah. um which is that all people are created in the image of God. Right. Imago Dei, right? Yep, a Latin um, phrase, Imago Dei, yep, image of God. Yep. Um, Jesus has called us to love God yep. and love our neighbor as ourselves. Who is your neighbor? Anybody with a pulse, right? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, I mean, that, you know, that's that's uh, my version. Uh-huh. Um, and then... Uh, I heard this. I heard this great sermon once, where the pastor was talking about his kids, uh-huh. and he was like, "How do my kids show me that they love me? Yeah, they show me that they love me by loving each other, right? Because that is my kid, and that is my kid, mm-hmm. and I want them to both treat each other with respect and love and take care of each other. And so right. that's something that we, we've talked about with our girls for years is you like I, I i might have shared it on the podcast once but i remember it once when i'll i'll i'll, I'll take the names out okay there's only two options one was really mean to the other one i know i know right away i know which one's which right now <laughs> one was mean to the other one yes of my little two sweeties uh-huh. and then came up to me and hugged me and was like i love you daddy right you know? yeah and i was like no no, no. don't be mean to uh-huh. your sister yeah and then come and tell me you love me right which you know still super sweet super glad you did mm-hmm, yeah. but go love her right that shows me that you love me so i i think some listeners might be thinking why what does that have to do with perfect movie right what does that have to do with okay. you guys making this commitment um mm-hmm. and so i i actually didn't have an answer prepped when i was asking that question i mean what what would we say to those people i i think it would be um, one way that I have not shown love to, um, certain communities is I've ignored them. And, and mm. I think that I have ignored their stories. Uh, mm. and so I feel like when we made this commitment, it's a commitment of loving, like you're saying, of valuing yeah. people as in the image of God by not just saying this story is valid. This story I relate to is valid. This story that's not going to make me uncomfortable is valid. This thing that I, you know, all of those things are great and I love those things, but I'm going to completely ignore this whole swath of things over here. 
that that just right. stopped feeling like love to me over these past couple mm. months yeah um, so and it's, and it's not acting you know yep. justly either love mercy mm-hmm. walk humbly yeah love you know like micah 6 8 yeah um which like, the, the, the not, title it, of this movie is from right micah 6 8 love right justice what is it do justice love mercy walk humbly yes right um so the other thing that i was saying about this whole warner brothers thing mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 reason we're doing just mercy first is because like anthony is saying super timely but also i was thinking about this was on my 20th anniversary jessica and i were on a hike and we started talking about this like warner brothers is this big giant studio right they've mm-hmm. they've done great things right they've done lego movies and they've done right. harry potter 3 they've done terrible things they've done a batman versus superman and right. harry, harry potter 7 right so <laughs> they're just this kind of big blob entity but i was yeah. like they they are they are doing something with their influence that yeah. i was really impressed I, I don't know if i'm being fooled by this but i was like they're they're spending their money because they want to show they care about something, and I just got yeah. s- I I started thinking about us, and mm-hmm. I was like, we're just a, we're just a ragtag two <laughs> gomers talking about movies every week, but isn't isn't there something that we could do? Yeah, and yep, and I I want to I I want to learn. Yeah. And and I want to invite other people into that. And so th- that's kind of where we started talking about this and getting more excited about it. And uh and this is it. We were a little nervous coming in. Right. <laughs> I mean that's that's okay to say, right? I, this is yeah. different. It's a different, you know, whenever you start something new, there's nerves there. Yeah. But, well, well, I I told you I feel very ill-equipped to talk about this stuff. We talked hmm. to our awesome friend Chad last night for two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, the the cultural moment that we are we are in mm-hmm. right now yeah. has brought um, new elements of our friendship and about his life and his story to the forefront. Yeah. Um, that you know we've been friends for thirty five years, something like that. Yeah. And only now are we talking about some of this stuff, and that's what I'm talking about in the love thing. Yeah. I, like Chad. Just as the guy we were talking about talking with yesterday, we want to know your story, dude. Yeah. And we want to see these other stories and we want to, we want, you know, our little ragtag thing, like you said, (laughs) any, any, you know, any, um, like, I don't know, influence that we have. Yep. Um, we want to be able to, we, we obviously leverage that to tell people about John Williams. I'm sure people have (laughs) heard Williams evangelists without <laughs> without qualm right we are fine with right. that <laughs> yeah right and it you know it, it started when we were talking or it, it one of the things we talked to with Jessica about is we didn't have enough uh movies uh with not white dudes yep dudes like just it started with just dudes that's where the conversation <laughs> right? like, started like you guys need to right. have converse more movies with with more women in them and i made that joke right. about like yeah we're doing tootsie and she slapped me basically like that's that right. doesn't count um right so i, th- I think th- yeah that kind of started us thinking also um yeah and i and i remember conversations you've had with your family and uh yeah some conversations i've had with some of my staff and friends 
Um, it, we, I think we both just got tired of saying, well, that, that, but that's not what we do or right. that's not us. And then starting to get more interested in actually doing what we've always done as two gomers, which is yeah. being uncomfortable and stretching ourselves and then letting people listen into that yeah, <laughs> and uh, join us in that, laugh, grow, cry, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, come along for the ride. Yeah. Well, in, in, in our conversation with Chad yesterday, he made some unbelievable um, like analogies. Uh, an- analogies thanks right. so much i was like what was it <laughs> analogies one was about running and one was about brisket and yeah. he was like the way a brisket um gets really tender and juicy and delicious is mm-hmm. it enters this stall phase right where you where, think it's done yeah he's like it's at temperature yep but it's still tough and you want it to get you know you want it to get tender and then it's going to be unbelievable and we wanna we wanna enter some of that stall phase and be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and be waiting, and yep. be learning, and turning up the heat that. to the right temperature. Yeah, <laughs> smoking, <laughs> getting that pink smoke ring. Okay, th- that's where this stops working. Yeah. Um, but he he but it's it's the it's the uncomfortable time of growth. Right. And we we want to learn. We want to yep. see. We want to celebrate other artists and see other stories. Um, you know, I'm going to read a Brene Brown quote because, um, okay. I, you know, I'm class classic with reading quotes. Going <laughs> to quote, you know, we're going to quote scripture, yep. and then I thought people also might like, you know, just kind of like this kind of thing. Yep. Um, this is you know screenshotted from Instagram, right? That's <laughs> and then where we get our to my, me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but she just said, in order to empathize with someone's experience, mm-hmm. you must be willing to believe them as they see it mm-hmm. and not how you imagine their experience to be. Yeah. Um, so what, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to learn. We're trying to empathize. And the I think the best way to do that is to see it from somebody else's point of view. Yep. And the way we're going to do it on Perfect Movie um, is talk to people, but specifically watch movies man yeah i mean th- that's that's our <laughs> our contribution to society <laughs> apparently is watching movies <laughs> Star- staring at but that's the thing we're going to talk about with this movie is like it uh it, you know a, a picture is worth a thousand words yeah, right definitely you see it yeah those visceral moments in the police car mm-hmm. in the courtroom in yes. the electric chair it's just yep. like wow yeah right? i was so. i was thinking we picked a really easy one to start with because it's about um capital punishment it's about uh right. a, a a corrupt police system it's about race <laughs> like let's right. start, start with this one um but <laughs> brian stevenson himself the guy that wrote the guy that just mercy is about who wrote the book um uh one of the writers of the film he calls a proximity yep. um that you need to get okay. close to this to the story right okay. um yep. jessica was used on on the on the space camp result show episode which sounds so strange but yep. she used the word displacement right you take yourself out of what you're comfortable with um sure and so i'm glad i'm glad we chose this movie because it actually kind of launched us right into some uncomfortable things that some movies that we may be doing in the future like hamilton i think we're doing next right. in this series we'll do black panther we'll do other things like that um, didn't feel like such a such a big stretch, and actually, I was kind of battling against you ab- yeah. about start. Let's let's ease people in with Black Panther because it's a 
blockbuster right. it's a superhero movie and you were like no i think i think we need to start with something like this a biopic yeah true story of its right. i mean so timely like you keep saying and so um i did a little kicking and screaming around that but i'm i'm really glad we did start with this one well okay and then also i have to watch like 30 movies before I can watch Black Panther because you're like, you also have to do the Marvel Universe. Um, no, actually, and one yeah. of the best things about Black Panther is you don't. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. You will be able okay. to enter into that movie. I can tell you one or two things about it and it, it's and it's just okay. like this beautiful singular piece of movie making that is going to be great. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yep. And I can't wait to. So. Um, can I just say one more thing? I mean, we're, we have to get into like... Because it is a movie podcast, we want to we want to put it on trial, right? We're gonna we're gonna see yep. is just Mercy a perfect movie? Um, but something that you just said reminded me of something. I've been reading okay. and rereading this book called White Fragility. Mm-hmm. I told you, I told you and Chad last night. I read it through, I read it through, and I wasn't thinking about me. I was thinking about mm. other people. Oh boy, I wish this person could read this book. Or oh man everybody else has a problem but me and then i realized yeah. i need to read this again for me and i read this mm-hmm. passage uh this paragraph last night uh because I, th- I think it relates to what the brene brown quote said too it says this i believe okay. that white progressives cause the most daily damage to people of color i define a white progressive as any white person who thinks he or she is not racist or is less racist mm. or in the choir or already, quote, gets it. White progressives can be the most difficult for people of color because to the degree that we think we have arrived, we will put our energy into making sure that others see us as having arrived. None of our energy Mm. will go into what we really need to be doing for the rest of our lives, engaging in ongoing self-awareness, continuing education, relationship building, and actual anti-racist practice. White Mm. progressives do indeed uphold and perpetuate racism, but our defensiveness and certitude make it virtually impossible to explain to us how we do so. And I was like, wow, I I don't, even when we put out this announcement, how how much of that was optics for me, right? To make sure people know, right? Oh, we're great. I, 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 I don't think it was. Um, no, I, dude, I, I think you need to not be so hard on yourself right okay. here. Um, because we talked about that a lot. I, I know yeah. there's soul searching going on. Yeah, no, we talked through that a lot. We don't want to do this to look better. We want right. to do this to actually be better. Yeah. To actually grow. Right. right? Like I, 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 th- I think that, I think that as I thought deeper and deeper about it, I did arrive there Yeah. to much yeah. to my relief. Like I, I said this before, like you felt, you feel ill-equipped, right? You were telling me. And I was saying, the more I learn, the less equipped I feel. Mm. And so we are coming into this whole thing as learners, ill-equipped. Yeah. Yeah. Wanting to do exactly what um, D'Angelo, the the author here, says. We want to engage in ongoing self-awareness, continuing education, relationship building, and actual anti-racist practice. Mm. I'm pretty sure... I can say with my whole heart, that's what I want with, without, yeah. without any doubt. Those are the, those are things that I desire deeply and watching this movie, dude, hmm. it's an incredible movie. We'll talk about that. But watching this movie, like was such a thrill in that I felt like it was starting me on a path of hope 
that I could actually pursue those things. It was great. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, do you have the, the D script? I oh, mean, yeah. this obviously wasn't on <laughs> no, VHS. Wasn't. I, I searched and searched for the VHS, <laughs> but I couldn't find it. So the best I can do is the IMDB description. Um, yep. And it's one sentence. And so I'm going to read it. Okay. World-renowned civil rights defense attorney, Brian Stevenson, works to free a wrongly condemned death row prisoner. Pretty good. I mean, that's a good, that's that, good synopsis, right? That's that's what it's about. That's all you need. <laughs> that's what um, happens. It's based, it's based on a true story. Yep. And it's uh, everybody should see it. It's great. Yep. Yeah. Do we want to look at the one sheet at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Okay. Just Mercy yep. released January 10, 2020. Yep. Budget was $25 million. Yeah. Um. Now, I don't. Was it released in theaters? It was in January. Like it was. Okay, yeah. So actually, I think it was yeah. a Christmas Day release. I thought that's what I read. Oh, but okay, I well, might uh, be this wrong. Is what IMDb said. Okay. Yeah. Well, if if we're wrong, um, it's because they're wrong, not because we are. <laughs> okay. Um, grossed at the box office thirty six million domestic, fifty million worldwide. Yep. Obviously, um, that. I I mean, there's no movie theaters open starting in March. Yeah. Um, I think that had this remained in theaters if this was maybe even re-released in theaters um like you know if that yeah that I, I wonder i wonder if they would have chosen to do that right we're going to show right. this movie i wonder if they did in some places who knows yeah but i i know what you mean like and and when we get to this other movies released <laughs> list <laughs> it's insanity <laughs> yeah. because of the yeah. time that we're in right now <laughs> right totally um so awards none as of yet i right. think this will do very well yeah um in the in the academy awards yep. um next year mm-hmm. uh, whenever the heck that is if that even happens who knows yeah i wonder um, but yeah other movies that were the top of the box office right here obviously we're like months separated from this so it's like duh but still for as a time capsule um top grossing movies uh in january of 2020 bad boys for life which i think Star is Wars still up. the top grossing movie of the year Okay. Because of all the movies going out of the theaters. Sure. Cause, yeah. Crazy. Uh, what a strange year. Yeah. Okay. Star Wars Episode Nine, uh-huh. nineteen seventeen. Yep. Which rules. Mm-hmm. Um. Jumanji Next Level didn't see it. Little Women, you loved it. Balled through the whole thing. Yep. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> uh. Do Little Frozen Two, Knives Out, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. Um. Rotten Tomatoes critics have this at eighty three percent audience has it at 99 percent. have we done a movie like that yet where the audience is just so massively i mean that's i mean it's only 17 percent, but it's almost a hundred percent audience rating hmm. yeah i don't uh, know yeah I, we'd have to look back but that is high yeah it's great yeah um top song who cares uh and then <laughs> you don't want to talk I, about this... yummy by justin bieber <laughs> Okay, go for it. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about Yummy by Justin Bieber. Okay, okay. Um, I just wrote top current event uh, 2020. Okay, we've got COVID-19. <laughs> yep. Global pandemic. Yep. We've got a very contestable election right now. Yep. Um, and then we've got Ahmaud Arbery. Yep. Breonna Taylor. Yep. George Floyd. Yep. And so many others. Yeah. So, yeah, and I I think that I think that that's we're obviously going to be talking more about how 
timely this movie's release is. I think it's amazing that it's not actually... It, it, it's a period piece, right? When did this take place? 1989? Yeah, so this this was... Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. Right. Which I wrote that down. I was like, this isn't ancient history, dude. No. We were in middle school mm-hmm. and high school, yeah. right? Yep. Like, this could have been on the Today... I'm sure this was on the Today Show. Yep, definitely. When, when, now, we didn't watch it then because we were like didn't care about like news and you know i wasn't watching morning shows i remember in high school watching new like i remember in high school watching like the monica Lewinsky trial and oj stuff but 89 no i wasn't i I mean well i lived in europe and so the kind of news i was watching was the fall of the eastern your right fall of communism yes yep but yeah i don't i mean I had not, another confession, I had not heard of this man, Brian Stevenson, or this story at all until I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. Me, me too. Um, yep. Okay. Well, let's listen to the preview, okay. get ourselves into that space, and then we will okay. come back and we'll decide whether or not Just Mercy is a perfect movie. Tell me everything that happened. first time I visited death row, I wasn't expecting to meet somebody the same age as me. From a neighborhood just like ours. Could have been me, mama. But what you're doing is gonna make a lot of people upset. You always taught me to fight for the people who need the help most. Your life is still meaningful, and I'm gonna do everything possible to keep them from taking it. You don't know what you're into down here in Alabama when you're guilty from the moment you're born. God, Mr. McMillan. We done here. Mr. McMillan, please. I was just about to give up when I got a call from a Harvard lawyer looking to start a legal center for inmates on death row. I was in before he even offered me the job. You the lawyer? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for driving all the way out here. Most lawyers barely make time to call. I can't believe you talked to all my people and said you're going to fight for me. I did. It mean a lot. If you go digging in those wounds, you're gonna be making a lot of people very unhappy. When people care about a thing that much, they'll do anything to get what they want. When I first learned about all this, it was like looking at a river full of drowning people and not having any way of helping them. You ain't quitting, is you? No, sir. Each of us is more than the worst thing that we've ever done. I know what it's like to be in the shadows. It's my dad. He do nothing wrong. It's never too late for justice. You're the only one kid enough to fight for me. If we can look at ourselves closely. We can change this world for the better. We all need grace. We all need mercy. Amen. I got my truth back. You gave that to me. And ain't nobody gonna take that from us. All rise. Hey. How's it going over there? Oh, jeez. This is the newest one. It's called Pastique. What? Watermelon. Huh? Look at that. What does that mean, Pastique? 
I wonder I wonder if like pomplemousse, if that's how you say watermelon in uh oh, in French. I see. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Wow, delicious. It's not bad. It's it and I love the coloring of the can. Right. The coloring reminds me just just in case anybody anybody has forgotten we're we're still us. <laughs> We're trying new things. We're still stupid talking about Lacroix flavors. We're just trying to learn. Um, yep. Trying trying to learn and grow, and we're going to keep talking about This looks to me like the pink frosting on the angel food cake that Bill Murray had in Groundhog Day. And oh, yeah. I see that. jammed into his mouth, right? Yep. That, very so. good. Now, you're really, you're really stepping out of your comfort zone here and drinking a new Lacroix flavor because you don't always love new Lacroix flavors. Right, totally. Um, but I, I kind of dig this one. I'm sorry I'm not on the board with the Limoncello one. That's right. Um, I mean, just, you know. but, but we're, we really are, listeners can tell, we really are pressing in, learning new things. Trying <laughs> oh. <laughs> new things. Okay, this is how it right. works. Just in case this is your first time to Perfect Movie, what we do is we talk through, both Anthony and I have a list of movies that we love. Take one of those movies, we talk through that movie in question, and we act as its defense counsel, which is, you know, makes a lot of sense for a movie like this. I think, is this our second mm-hmm. courtroom yeah, like, movie? Like courtroom kind of drama. Right. Yep. We did A Few Good Men early on. Um, yep. we, we each get two pieces of evidence to present to attempt to prove to you, listener, and one another that today's movie is perfect. Um, after we're done with that, I get a vote. You get a vote. The listeners get a vote. And if all three of us agree that it's perfect, we put it on a flash drive, put it on V'ger yep. from Star Trek 2. Is that what V'ger is from? One. Star, Star Trek, Trek 1. The motion picture. Right. We send it out into space. Not even one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Xenomorphs from Alien pick it up. They watch this list of movies that we put on there. And they turn from horrible monsters to good little girls and boys <laughs> who just want to do justice in the universe. <laughs> yeah they've they've read micah six eight um totally we we need xenomorphs yeah yeah, to to read amos Mm -hmm. and micah and psalm 139 yeah um and and some Brene brown yeah right i mean just just imagine Um, the power a converted xenomorph could do for good in the world it just it for sure is you wouldn't want to mess yeah you wouldn't want to mess with with a with a xenomorph that's like looking for justice right right they're yep. gonna get it yeah mm-hmm. so. um okay so just mercy we're gonna yep. uh, talk through this movie you know i actually think the one sentence uh synopsis in imdb did a good job to say what it's about it, it, it's a biopic right about brian mm-hmm. stevenson who yep. is a defense attorney um uh, who built a organization, Equal Justice Initiative? I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah, EGI, EJI. Sorry. Right. Yep. Um, and uh, specifically, they uh, they represent folks on death row who have been falsely convicted. Um, Which we learned at the end of the movie. That's one in nine people right right we're, we're found not guilty right that we're on death row i mean that was one of those statistics at the end it's just like what yep 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the I think I believe this was uh, his first case. Well, the, his first case that uh, the the person was released from death row. Sure. Um, yeah, because the the first one, at least in the movie that he was showing, um, didn't he he didn't go well, and he was there for right. the electric chair right moment. Yeah. yeah, and then we, I mean, I think both of us have watched a couple, um, like actual talks that Brian Stephen himself has given. The last one yes, I watched, yep. he said was I think from 2016 and he said 125 uh, people have been exonerated so far through their organization. Wow. Um, wow. So uh, it, it, it's kind of the, the broader, it's, it's a snapshot of this guy's life that tells the broader picture of who he is. Right. Yeah. Which I really love in a biopic, right? It doesn't have to be like, and he was born on... July eighth, right, <laughs> right. Well, sure. You you just get kind of this highlight reel of his life of just one thing that happened in his life. I I think it's great. Yeah, um, I, I remember Tom Hanks. I think was talking about in a movie. A lot of times they talk about like this moment in this movie was like the one of the most epic moments in their life. Like if you think right. about Castaway. Yep. The most epic thing to that dude to happen was getting stranded on that island and then getting off. Right. You really learn about before that too uh-huh. much. And then afterwards, it's like, well, keep breathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like no, nothing is he gonna else be with is happening. That <laughs> one lady or not? Is he going to go left or right? Um, is he going to open uh, up that FedEx box? <laughs> right. We'll never know. Um, yep. But uh, this is, you know, I love how it starts with him as um, like a, like he's not even, not even graduated, right? He's doing an internship. Yep. And he's meeting with that dude. Yep. Um on death row the guy's mm-hmm. like he's like this has been the most amazing experience of my life so far right and the dude on death row is like man you need to get out more like if <laughs> like he was like he was being funny with him yes. you know like um like dang the best thing you've had is on death row like we yeah I, and and it's, it's actually an interesting thing to talk about right off the bat is there is humor injected in this movie um mm-hmm. it's and I, I mean, something that's been kind of on our minds as we've thought about this series that we are doing is like, well, how do we, like, how do we actually judge these movies? Right. Um, like, are we going to tiptoe around whether it's actually good or not? Um, mm-hmm. And so I actually think if we're going to start right at the top, I want to give my first piece of evidence. Is that all right? Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Because even before uh, you meet... Uh, Brian Stevenson, you meet um, McMillan, McMillian, right? The guy that he is. Uh, yes. He's defending Jamie Foxx's character. I can't, he has a nickname and I totally forgot it. It's, it's Johnny or something like that. I can't Johnny remember. Johnny D. Johnny D, right. John, John D, yep. Yep. And so you see him, he's, a, he's chopping some trees down and there's this quiet moment right at the very top of the movie where he looks up out through the tops of these pine trees. And actually my first piece of evidence is the pine tree thread that is going through Hmm. this movie. Um, And this is a purely filmmaking piece of evidence. Mm -hmm. It actually doesn't, it could be in any movie, 
But I, I think the fact that it's in Just Mer- Mercy is just this beautiful piece of filmmaking where um, you get this image of looking up through these pine trees, of being outside in wide open spaces, of being free. And that image um, kind of establishes this character that we're going to get to know throughout the movie, Johnny D, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it comes back over and over in really key parts of the movie. Um, as kind of this peaceful image, uh, middle and end. And it just um, it's just this beautiful piece of filmmaking, a thread yeah. that runs through the movie um, that kind of uh, tethers the watcher or the viewer to something. Yeah. Um, and so I love that that is throughout the movie. I love that there's humor throughout the movie. I love this kind of joke thing that's that comes up over and over again which is that everyone keeps asking him whether he's been to the uh to kill a mockingbird museum oh man yeah (laughs) okay so i i heard i i can't remember where it was Uh somebody talking about this to kill a mockingbird thread in this movie Mm -hmm. and no i know that's one of your absolute favorites we talked about that on something recently yeah yeah um who knows where we have? Yeah, so I know many... <laughs> which which of our hundreds of podcasts <laughs> did we talk about to kill a mockingbird right. on? I don't know. Right, but we will mention that again, obviously here. Right. Um, but it was the idea that the to kill a mockingbird trial occurred here was written here by Harper Lee. It was right. here. Yep. Um, and they keep touting that as like, see, like. To Kill a Mockingbird was here, like justice happened here, right? Right. It, it like, feels very much like that quote I read at the top there about like the hardest thing to break through, the hardest people to break through to are people that think they've arrived. And so they keep hmm. telling this, uh, Brian Stevenson's that he, they're, they're bragging to him or kind of telling him like, we don't need you right. in our town to do yeah. justice. We, yeah. Harper Lee lived here. Right. She wrote To right. Kill a Mockingbird. We have a museum. Leave us alone. We've arrived. Right. And I, I mean, uh-huh. it's it's infuriating and so it feels so real. And mm. um, so I, I love that about this movie is it's that it's just not telling a story. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the the director, his name, I, I keep forgetting his name destin daniel cretton who's a hawaiian guy i think mm-hmm. yep um, yep he did short term 12 glass castle and the shack huh now the shack wasn't that a was that a christian movie i think so yeah right yeah okay um, um like like you know like the new jerry camp movie kind of in that right yeah i, know, I think um so, so, like, we haven't seen any of the Christian movies. <laughs> no, we haven't. I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a Christian movie put out by one of these Christian filmmaking companies. Shoot. Okay. okay. That, that'll we, be like our, our 2021 series. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch um, Fireproof. Left Behind. Le- left, left Behind, behind with Nick Cage. Well, Nick yeah, there, Cage, was right? a, there was a Left Behind with Kirk Cameron. Right, yep. And then it was redone. With Nicolas yeah. Cage, right? We we should we should probably see that just because we <laughs> love National Treasure and Moonstruck, um, <laughs> but okay. But what what the idea behind that um, To Kill a Mockingbird thing though was like we wrote the book, mm-hmm. the book was written here, 
Yeah. Um, but it's it's like hypocrisy. Right. It's easy hypocrisy to see. We read we read the book, but then we didn't act it out. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and what the trees mean to me. Uh huh. That it was like shalom. Mm. You know, like freedom. Peace. Like this. Yeah, peace. This yep. is the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the way it, things are meant to be. Yeah, with that that breeze, the yep. tree. I mean, you were telling me about the trees again. We were talking about it, like how that quote, right? The the line that he had. Yeah. So the, there's a point where he is, where Johnny D is calming his uh his neighbor in the in prison, right? Herb, I think mm-hmm. his name is, who's also on death row. There are these three guys, right, in a row. I think it's Herb, Johnny D, and Ray, I think is the third younger guy's name. And yeah. uh, throughout the movie, we are uh, given, we're, we're able to hear some of their conversations, and this guy is freaking out, Herb is. And so then Johnny D is like, we're going to do this again. We're going to do what we always do. We're going to calm down. I want you to see those pine trees with me, right? Mm. They've been here longer than us. They're going to be here way later than us. They've seen all of the stuff that we've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're still dancing. And mm-hmm. and you, it cuts in that moment to the visual of the trees, right? Uh, and it, 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 you're upset throughout the movie, right? But even you are being calmed down by that. It, it's just this is a beautiful mm. piece of filmmaking there. I love it. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so I rewatched this this morning, and yeah. I think I said this at the top of the show, um, but it just has such a real feeling. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in here, dude. Ready? Chime, chime, chunk. Okay, here we go. Yeah, great. Um, my first piece of evidence mm-hmm. is just the realness of this movie. Yeah, um, which is why I'm glad it's the first one we're doing. The the reality. The I I said when we were talking earlier, it's like, you don't need to add drama to a story that like (laughs) movie making wise, you don't need to add a sweeping score to a story. This powerful. Right. Um, From the, so there's an opening scene. Yeah. With Johnny D. He's just, he's, he's a small business owner. Mm -hmm. He's chopping down trees. He's doing hard work. Yep. Making, you know, making a living. Yep. And then, you see the police officers and from our conversation with Chad last night, even um, it's like, I don't know what that feels like, Yeah. but it looked, you could see on his face. I mean, Jamie Foxx is incredible in this. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan is incredible in this. I mean, um, the mustaches, just the mustaches that are happening. <laughs> yeah. We love our, <laughs> we love our hair. Um, we, I don't remember if there were any food oh there's some nice sweet tea oh there is yeah um, i was going to mention the sweet tea as a honorable mention yeah. um one of my other favorite movie tropes is running in movies uh-huh. um there's a great scene of him him out running yep. but again that's like it's so hard right now to see that scene and yeah. not think about ahmad arbery. ahmad arbery yeah i know right like that's something also we talked about with chad is he's been going out on walks and it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it, I, I, there's, there's two, there's kind of two police pulling people over scenes Yeah. in this movie. Right. And one that happens at the beginning that you're saying, and then one later with Brian Stevenson himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, 
I had a difficult conversation with somebody recently when I was mm -hmm. trying to tell them about um, it, the, the different experience that uh, I have in a situation like that and what uh, my black friends are, uh, are feeling. And this person mm -hmm. said to me, well, yeah, of course they're feeling that way. That's all they see on TV. That's all they see mm -hmm. in movies is these kinds of things. Um, and I was thinking about that as I was watching this movie, like, um, yeah, I mean, there's two scenes like that in this movie, but it's a true story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it happened. And I mean, maybe, maybe we should, we, we, we taped this conversation we had with Chad last night, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm wondering if we should pull that clip. Because he he, okay. he lays it out better than we could, right? Yeah, absolutely. And totally. so I, maybe we should just play that clip. It's about 10 minutes long, probably, of him talking about some of his experiences and feelings. We can't yeah. necessarily speak into that very well as white guys. No. Right. So maybe we should just let Chad do it. Okay, great. Let's pass it over there. All right, let's do it. When I think of you, I think about listening to Saving Private Ryan. Right, yep. For a hundred times in a row and listening to the tuba part. Yeah. You know, like, you're you're my friend. And the, the interesting thing that's happening in this moment is we're, like, we're sitting down right now. We're having conversations about stuff that in, well, whatever, however old you are in third grade. You know, it's 35. 35 yeah. years of friendship. 30 whatever yeah we there are things that we're talking about now that we've never talked about yeah i thought about that too i, w I was wondering how that would feel mm -hmm. do you know what i well, mean see, how does it like, feel I'm, I, well for me i'm like learning right i feel in like i i'm learning so much more about my my friend right you know i'm learning more about your history like when you told me so like when we were talking about just mercy when you told me uh i asked you what's it like like really what's it like when a police officer when you see a police right. officer and you started telling me about it and i was like i i i didn't know and right. i felt awful that i didn't know that can that can that you share that with me Chad? yeah so yeah. Tell, tell us yeah. about yeah. that yeah. so the i told i don't think steven knows this um so in general mm -hmm. similar to standing at now people might listen to this and say oh my gosh it's just so this is what i want to have people guard against yeah when you hear me when you hear me speak and i did the there was a march for justice in verona and mm. i i closed it out and did a speech um one thing i really wanted people to say is when someone says something to you and they're saying how they feel yeah don't dismiss it out of hand mm. because you haven't had that experience. Sure. Stop and take the time mm -hmm. to think about why they're saying it. And then don't make an assumption. It's just like, oh, they're trying to pull, you know, the race card. Like, that's a big famous thing to say. It's like, eh, no. Hmm. Like, people have had these experiences. Yeah. I'm a, I, I do pretty well, but I'm telling you, this is, <laughs> this is how I feel when I go into these places, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, now, as, with respect to police officers, I have a huge respect for police officers. You know, mm -hmm. as a member of the council in Verona, I um, I talk with these guys all the time. They have a really, really difficult job. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that, like almost any other vocation, 
<clears throat> there's good people and then there's not good people in those jobs. There are people that are professional musicians that probably shouldn't be playing at this point. <laughs> they're, they're, they're done, right? There are pr- plenty of lawyers that just don't have it anymore what? and are still... yeah right they're all above the law they're perfect (laughs) right but they're still collecting a check well and i'll be the first to say that people in ministry ministry yeah um there are uh there are majority wonderful people and there are many not wonderful despicable yes yeah i mean you're right i mean and that's in every Mm. vocation and Mm -hmm. and so like i don't like this um i don't like when either side says um one sign I saw at the thing was like all cops are bastards. No, mm-hmm. that's hmm. not true. Hmm. You know, like I don't like it when everyone just says it's not true. This stuff doesn't happen. One meme I saw that made me want to puke mm-hmm. was um, if you if you want to stop complaining about getting um, getting um, it was something like if you want to if you want to not have to deal with a cop, stop doing things that are illegal. Right. Hmm. Okay, that right there is an example. Whoever put that meme together Hmm. is a person who has no ability to understand or see past their own nose. Okay. Right? Yeah. Hmm. They because I can tell you this, my my experience is my life is in the rear view mirror. I Hmm. if I see a cop car, Mm -hmm. I am twelve and ten. I am making sure I'm going the speed limit. If I see the cop car turn around, my heart races, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and probably not probably for the same a... reason that mine does, because I don't want right. to pay $200. Like, Correct. Sure. Right. Yeah. For something that, that I know I'm doing key. wrong. <laughs> right. Somebody, yeah. Some. I mean, there was, <laughs> on my 38th birthday, I was driving back from Miller's Grocery Store in Verona. Uh-huh. Classic. Little name drop in there. Yeah. Right? You. And, um... I I got some like potato salad or something, and I I got in the car and I was like, oh man, I got to put on my seatbelt. But I can't remember. I was just moving out, and then right when I got up by our old elementary school, I was just starting to put my seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. And um, right on my left, there's a cop sitting there, and I'm like, oh frick. And I click it on, and then I just see him pull a Yui. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, my heart starts racing. Now he was totally cool. But I was scared to death, right? Um, and I, it was a $10 ticket. He's like, dude, sorry. I know it's your birthday because I had to give him my uh, license. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'm, i like, freaked out. I told Anthony, Stephen, you you haven't heard this yet. Um, lately, I've been going on a, a lot of, like, um, like, late night meditative walks. Okay. When there's nobody outside. And my house is backs up against this large um, software company called Epic. They do mm-hmm. med- dig- uh, medical le- electronic records collections. So there's a huge path that runs basically the length of my whole neighborhood, and then you can walk onto their property. So I walked probably like four or five miles and then walked back. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking on the path back, and now it's like 12.06 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And... Out of nowhere, just flashes, blue and red oh, flashes man. behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Now I have my earbuds in. Yep. And it was um, an officer 
And he's like, hey, buddy, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, nothing. I'm just going on my night walk. He's like, kind of a late time to do that, right? And I was like, yeah, it is. But, And so right away, I'm like, yeah, I introduced myself. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I'm Chad Kemp. I live right over here. I f- and it was funny. He was an officer that when he joined the force, I was um, in the room sitting on the dais as a member of the council. So I was like, hey, I remember huh. you, Officer Ramirez. I was there when you got sworn in. He's like, oh, yeah, hey, how you doing? So it was totally cool. Yeah. But he was, but what he was, there was two bikes that were like e-bikes from Epic that were Mm -hmm. sitting right on the side of the road. And the road is separated by probably like 10 or 15 feet of green space. And then the path is right there. That's where I was walking. Yeah. So it was blackout. I couldn't see that. And then I said, well, do you want me to help you move them? Because he heard there were teenagers like joyriding on these things. Then another cop car pulls up and I introduced myself to that guy. And it was totally cool. But. I was freaked out yeah. because yeah. what, think about it. Think about where I live right. and you got me, yep. black dude walking. Why are you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a very long way of saying that's, that's my experience. I don't know what it's like not to feel like that. So you haven't been mistreated by police. Right. No. So my so, younger brother has. Okay. Jason so has. Th- that's what hmm. I was going to ask. Like, what? Where does your mind go at twelve oh six when you see the flashers? When you're when you're just driving home and you realize you don't have your seatbelt on? Where Where is your mind going? Because like I said, I mean, for me, it's like I don't want a ticket. Yeah, or it's like <laughs> I I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be worried at all. I don't think. I'm worried for my life. Hmm. Okay, like yeah. truthfully, mm-hmm. um, I am. Look, my dad, his parents had a house in Brown Deer right before my grandmother died. He was he had just started medical school. He was back down in Milwaukee visiting my mom. He got pulled over, um, and Brown Deer, you know, back then, and it's even now, it's like a nicer neighborhood. Most African Americans, for people that don't live on the north side, Brown Deer, I believe, if I can remember correctly, is like a little further north. Mm-hmm. Um, which is getting out towards some of the suburbs. And he got pulled out of the car at gunpoint. Hmm. Um, What are you doing in this neighborhood? You don't belong here. So, you know, those are the stories I heard. Yeah. And then having cousins that grew up in the inner city and you hear like what goes on with in their interactions with a lot of police officers. It's not a good thing. My younger brother is a college, a division one college basketball coach. He was in Missouri um, driving around. Um, and he told me what happened. He got accosted by a couple officers that were actually fired mm-hmm. because Dang. of what they did to him. Wow. Wow. So, so for me, yeah, I'm not the ticket. I wish I could a uh, $200 ticket. I'll pay that like 10 times. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. <laughs> right. But I'm, Send it to my so dad. <laughs> yeah, I can pay. I mean, I can pay it, <laughs> right. um, but, but right away I'm, everything goes in slow motion uh-huh. and you can hear like, for me, it's almost like I can hear my heartbeat. Mm. right mm. instant sweat in the palms keep i like my parents yeah. raised us keep your hands on the steering wheel did your parents ever tell you no. what to do if you get pulled over by a cop see that that i was gonna that's what i was what, gonna ask you about that yeah. i've the, like this is like a talk right this is like <laughs> the talk yes so do you remember when you had that like a, yeah. before you started driving or because mm-hmm. uh, i'll tell you what what my experience was with that in a set, but I want to know. Like. Yeah. So mine was way before that. Oh, okay. So wow. it was when I was little. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. So yeah. if if you ever, I must have been like I don't know eight. Mm-hmm. If you are ever um, stopped by anyone that's in a position of authority, you keep your hands out of your pockets. Mm. This is a thing. Like even now in stores, yep. when I walk into a store, I never put my hands in my pockets. Mm. My mom is almost seventy years old. She doesn't do it. She doesn't even reach in her phone, in her purse, to check her cell phone. Huh. Yeah. Okay? Wow. Because someone could say that she was stealing something. She just doesn't do it. She'll wait until she leaves. And typically. this is a woman that runs Princeton Club Fitness. Like, people were taking classes. She... From her. Right. <laughs> like... I mean, so, but she just won't do it. Sure. Mm. Right? So, because of her experiences. Um, so, yeah, I had that conversation you never put your hands in um you never ever put your hands in your pockets in a store i still don't hmm. um and these are the kind of things you're probably even teaching your sons yeah now yeah maybe I, no I, I'll even they like, have to talking. know that like I, I wonder if we just have to say one more time that those those stories that chad were that Chad was just telling might be hard for people to hear. Mm. It might even be hard for people to believe. Mm. Um, but I, I just want to go back to the Brene Brown quote, right? Like the, yeah. the, the best way to build empathy is to believe the things that people tell you as, yeah. as real things that happen. Um, yeah. It, I mean, I, it, it's hard for me to hear. Well, that's, that's part of the, what we want to do is have the uncomfortable conversations. Right. Um, and if this is making people feel uncomfortable, like we're kind of uncomfortable talking about this and that's, yeah. we thought it, thought it might be useful to hear us talk yep. through this stuff. If you're like, I'm not into this, Pixar is going to be next week. Um, <laughs> right. And we're going to talk about the Martian and Tootsie later. But yeah. again, you know, you know, I, you know, I don't want to keep apologizing. This is very interesting to us. So, Definitely. Sorry for all the apologies. Back to the reality. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry for just apologizing for those apologies. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Triple, triple sorry. Um, when the do they cancel the themselves op- out? I don't know. <laughs> right. The cop scene at the opening. Yep. Then, then um, Brian Stevenson's own cop scene. Like mm-hmm. he's like, yep. Um, the strip search. Ugh. was just so unbelievably dehumanizing yeah like you know do you want to do you want to play that quote actually from the movie right here yeah because that happens right after this i think you should play that scene yep um because i think that's that sets this up okay wow that fails mr mcmillan we could take your case all the way to the supreme court you don't know what you're into down here do you you think all the fancy words gonna get you somewhere around here in Alabama? All they gonna do is eat you alive and spit you out just like every other black man they do when they step out of line. You come out here with them fancy suits, talking all white. These people don't give a damn about that. The only suit they wanna see a nigga in is the suit I got on. Mr. McMillan, I can see how that could be hard. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. rich boy from Harvard, you don't know what it is down here when you're guilty from the moment you're born. And you can buddy up with these white folks and make them laugh and 
try to make them like you, whatever that is, and you say yes, sir, no, ma'am, but when it's your turn, they ain't got to have no fingerprints, no evidence. And the only witness they got made the whole thing up. And none of that matter when all y'all think is, is I look like a man who could kill somebody. But that's not what I think. You know how many people been freed from Alabama death row? It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think for for me, it's hard to it, because it's hard to listen to. Sometimes it's hard to believe that it's real. And and so I know why this person said to me, "Well, yeah, it's just it's made up. It's what you're seeing on TV. It's what you see in the movies." Because that's the easy thing to believe. Um, but we we've talked to enough people to know, to know that. I mean, you live in the South, right? <laughs> well, I, I'll speak to my my personal experience two months ago. Uh-huh. These are our stories. Yeah. Um, when I saw the video of, of George Floyd, mm-hmm. I I couldn't. I honestly couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. Like the that's Minneapolis, dude. We mm-hmm. we grew up only four hours away from there. Um, we've we've played delivery boys shows there. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Ahmad Arbery is n- not too far from Atlanta. Right. Uh, that that uh, that murder occurred mm-hmm. not too far from where we live. Right. Um, there was an- another um, video I saw from Chattanooga like a couple weeks after that of a dude that just literally they they were like they went to the wrong dude. Yeah. Um, and, you know, four cops on him. Uh, and, and then during the, during that moment, they, they were like, are you sure this is the guy? And then one of them was like, you know, actually I, I didn't positively ID him. And then they just let him go. But this, this, this event occurred for this guy and you know, he's just walking around. Yeah. Um, and we, we were talking so much around, uh, those weeks and I, I, I was, I don't know, Mm -hmm. it, 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 it woke me up i guess is the best way i can say it yep to believe to listen to see to hear um and man i can't wait to put out the chad's thoughts on everything because he talks amazingly about police officers too yeah right like and again these it's like you need to hear it from 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 him (laughs) like you can't even hear this from us right and and another thing that feels tricky about this right we're two white guys talking about this and so whenever we can we're going to bring in voices um that are going to help us even onto the podcast um understand and press into these things um yeah i it feels i think to your point to your evidence it, it it's real right and it's and it happened um Mm -hmm. and uh it's it's extremely difficult and that is a plus <laughs> for this movie mm. right <laughs> right yes that it's it we we likened it a little bit uh to the opening sequence in saving private ryan sure it's like you just you just put cameras have the movie magic of steven spielberg right and reenact d-day and put cameras on it and be like holy 
crap. And that, and I that's... still I still remember that as one of the most impactful yeah. moments of film going in my life. Yep. And and I didn't I didn't like it. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't mm. like that scene. Right. No. But it was really important for me to watch and to see. Yep. Same thing with Schindler's List. Right. Seeing that movie. I mean, I, I remember that you've you've only seen that once. I also viscerally remember in middle school seeing Malcolm X. Right. And like, so... And and I I actually remember thinking that wasn't a very fun movie. Why did we go <laughs> watch that? Right. Well, and that that honestly brings up a deeper conversation, which is why do we watch movies? Uh huh. Like why? Like I watch movies usually to yeah. like hear uh, Dave Grusin's score from The Firm again. <laughs> um, you know, I watch it because I want to hear that music again, or I want to replay that story again, or I need to be inspired yep. that maybe I could ride a bike and fly to the moon with E.T. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so like a lot of the times it's just to escape. Yeah. Um, you know, but now we're utilizing it also to learn yes. to see other other points of view. Definitely. Um, I'm going to chunk in. Okay. Because it actually lines up with this, this reality of it. Okay. Um, and my second piece of evidence is the the person of Brian Stevenson himself. Hmm. And so you you follow him throughout this movie. Um, in his efforts to, I mean, he gives up a high paying job, high paying law job. His mom is angry with him about that. He moves to a dangerous yep. place. He's yep. working out of a living room, uh, Captain Marvel's living room, right? Like there's, um, <laughs> he, he, he uh, is, there's that, there's that one small exchange about that. One of the women asked like, Ooh, he's cute. Do, like, is he married? And his, uh, the, the other person that works in his office says, no, he's married to his work. Right. He's, he's given right. up a lot for this job. He is yeah. so there is this he there is he is a character that is so incredibly good <laughs> that as i was watching the movie i was thinking you could like if this movie was not real i wouldn't believe that this guy exists <laughs> i would be rolling my eyes walter mitty style <laughs> like we get it he's good fine fine he's good we get it this character is good but because yep. he's real yeah. Um I am moved. Right? I am mm. I'm inspired. I want to be like this. I want to be selfless like this. I want to fight for people. I want to it's just this incredibly inspiring um character that I felt like while I was watching the the movie this guy can't actually be real. Hmm. But then you you watch YouTube videos of him presenting yeah and oh, and you man. and you read other writings of his or you do some research on him and you and you you realize people like this exist yeah and yeah thank you warner brothers for paying for me to watch this movie and so so that i i can can gain new heroes yeah. um uh, oh, and re-inspire myself yes. in in this time that's so contentious and you feel like do and does anybody like this exist does any good exist right to watch a movie like this yeah. which is difficult to watch but to have the central character there was just incredible for me yeah that rules he's one of those guys that's moving the needle yes you know 
like i really want to suggest uh that people watch hit the 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 uh pr- presentation with him and tim keller yep there's a question and answer mm-hmm. they both get uh time to speak yep um and it it is powerful i mean it like you, ha- you i think these two go together because you can see the real guy yeah like you're saying the real life superhero yeah uh, i mean dude the way he fights adversity the way he um is like i'm not okay with that like right like you're showing me that's the evidence yeah what i know like two pieces of paper <laughs> and he I has to it. fight through all these like it's like a superhero but he has to like fight through all these like clerical things and filing for all this stuff and they yeah. make it impossible for him but he's like i'm not giving up i, I actually because... like this that it, it it's sort of a superhero movie yeah <laughs> seriously the, because even it's in that amazing. clip that that clip that we just played it sets up yeah. the odds right how many people in alabama have ever gotten out of death row yes and right. he answers the question none and mm. um, Michael B. Jordan does not know how to answer that, right? He he is. They yeah. are faced with insurmountable, impossible odds, and then the superhero does yeah. it. It's so awesome. Real... And, I mean, good on them for getting Michael B. Jordan, the most handsome man in the world, to play Brian Stevenson. Right? He is. His pecs are bursting out of every shirt he's wearing. <laughs> you can just he's rippling underneath every one of those oversized <laughs> 90s suits he's wearing. <laughs> right. Right. He's so amazing. I remember him from Friday Night Lights. Oh, loving yeah. him. Like his performance in this rules. Mm-hmm. And he um, is the best, the best Marvel bad guy. When we get to Black Panther, he is the hmm. the best written, most complicated, deepest villain ever in that cinematic universe i can't wait for you to see it he's so good okay. and his hair in that is incredible um but yeah i'm <laughs> just like great G- brian steven deserves to be played by a superhero actor person yeah because that's Definitely. that's that's what i love that i hadn't thought about that but i love that that this movie is sort of that yep well yeah. and also he the the other thing that he's seeking and that we're seeking too and mm-hmm. is is truth Right. Like, here's the thing. Like, uh, and, and you know, there there was some of this in Making a Murder, too. Did you sure. ever see that? Yeah, yeah, I like, did. Like, it's like his his thing was like, if I'm not guilty, there is actually a murderer out there. Yes. So I feel like instead of just wanting to get somebody in jail, mm-hmm. like, oh, man, it just it freaking breaks my heart. It's like, I look like somebody that would kill somebody. Yeah that's why i'm here right it's like no let's find the dude that did it because like we actually should all be on the same page right Uh yes like let's actually find the person that did it because if if we don't he's still walking around the streets yeah yeah you know i do know i I don't i i think i probably need to think deeper about why that isn't true why people would rather have a case closed than have right. it actually solved, um, hmm. it, but it, but it, but it happens, obviously, and w- you not only see that in this movie, but you hear that in other stories that uh, Brian Stevenson and and his partners tell. Um, people just want any answer, and unfortunately, the easy answer all it is often poor black men 
uh, and it sucks. And so he is a superhero in that he he selflessly does not give up. Yeah. He he get, gains witnesses and loses witnesses. He is being harassed by um, the system and and police in the, in that town. He's being continually told that they're not racist because Harper Lee lived there, uh, <laughs> right? And he he actually suffers loss throughout the movie, right? Loss yep. of other people that he's fighting for, and he never gives up. He never gives up. And so that's my second piece of evidence is just this mm. guy. That this movie awesome. was made at all about this guy just has such a lot of weight for me as I've as I was watching it. That's awesome. He's he is an incredibly inspiring figure. Everybody check check out that. Yeah. Um all right, I'm gonna chunk in here with my last one real quick okay. here. Yeah. All right, my last piece of evidence is just uh, the timing of mm. the release of this movie. Somehow, yeah. it's it's like the absolute perfect movie for the perfect time. Yeah. You know what I mean? When when that line, it's not a reaction to. Right. It's not like the it's not like the events that we're going through. And man, we talked about this on Contagion. Yeah. Um, there are going to be so many pandemic movies. Right. Right, but I, I just I just read that um, Curb Your Enthusiasm just got a new season greenlit. Okay, yeah, I, I saw I'm that. I'm yeah. wondering it will will it be all about the pandemic? I hope right, it or is. Like, <laughs> will it be on Zoom? Or you know, they've got to do some Zoom stuff on it. Um, exactly right. Um, but even Contagion was like, oh, this is a movie that was made how ten years ago or something like that, and it's gotten right. popular again because of. But yep. how how weird that mm-hmm. it was released december january yeah uh and and then this moment that we're in is now you know what we forgot to do dude huh <laughs> we like had just oh man we just had a list of like i love my qualifiers i love my yeah. uh <laughs> prefaces you know, prefaces um yeah pre-apologies <laughs> yes of course just in case <laughs> just in case right. you say anything wrong yeah right it's like it's like um the opinions on this on this mm-hmm. podcast may right we can't say that one yeah they do reflect our opinions oh well right because it's not who were they were they a character um yeah. yeah right so if we say something dumb yeah go back a couple episodes where we said um silence is worse than bad delivery i mean we don't we don't know if some of these things we say are are gonna be proved false right or or if we say things that mistakenly i think we're coming into this realizing we may say some things that people are mad at us about for the wrong reasons and we may say things that people are mad about for the right reasons and we're gonna have to apologize and so we're coming into that in that way too Yeah. yeah for sure so the timing is crazy perfect movie for the perfect time yep and watch it yeah um can i give an honorary mention well let me give two honorary mentions one is i mean so the the story this this particular story is the central story right um brian stevenson and johnny d um ups and downs and he's released at the end Something I love in a movie is the where are they now 
right before the credits mm. or during the credits thing. Yep. It occurred in uh, our uh, League of Their Own. Um, <laughs> right, any of exactly. our any any of our other movies that it has has occurred in. <laughs> it's a so it's a trope we, we love. Done. I I loved this sequence um, at the end of the movie um, for a couple reasons, but in particular that um, it surprised me that this third inmate Ray. Yep. Um, was really focused on. And you get a clip, a video clip, of the actual guy coming out of the courthouse oh, freed. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, his family is surrounding him, just screaming, "Thank you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus!" Right? Yes. And and you see Brian Stevenson standing there, just grinning, just smiling. Mm. I loved yep, it. Right in the so background. So that's honorary mention number one. Honorary mention number two is Tim Blake Nelson. As Ralph Myers, um, oh yeah, the 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 guy that finally um, he turns the case by saying I was lying, I it wasn't him, right? Yep. But that yep. performance is the transcendent performance for me in the movie. He is, they're doing something with the makeup that pulls his mouth down because he's a burn victim, right? And he plays that part, and I was stunned. I I was just riveted mm-hmm. to that to that performance and so i'll give him an honorary mention as well nice yeah that's that's awesome he was incredible he was in um oh brother where art thou my favorite performance right? of his is oh brother where art thou yeah and have you seen holes with shia labeouf nope he's great in that he's great in the new watchman <laughs> he's just a weird he's a weird looking dude yeah he is yep he shouldn't be a superstar probably if you were gonna put him up against other Hollywood heavies or whatever, but right. He's, he's, he, he is incredible. I love him. And he was great in this. He wasn't in green mile. Was he? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. There's that little squirrely guy in green mile. Um, he's another short little guy actor. I can't, I can't place his name right now, but I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Right, right. No, it's a different, it's a different dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, that scene was very reminiscent of just like a week ago. There's a woman from our church, mm-hmm. Maya Moore, not just a woman from our church, like the star of the WNBA took Whoa. a year off. Uh-huh. Um, or she, she, I think she brought UConn, Alex, your brother's one of, one of his alma maters. Um, University of Connecticut. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, like they won the national championship. She's just an unbelievable basketball player. Okay. I mean, she took a year off of playing, um, to fight for justice um, huh. for for this guy Jonathan Irons, um, and that scene, it's it was Instagram Live. That exact really? same scene happened with him, where um, justice was done and he uh-huh. was let out of prison. Yeah, and she got down on her knees. Just she said it was such a worshipful moment to see yeah. that justice come, and that it, it was, yeah, it was just very, very reminiscent of that. That rules, yeah. In real it's, life, and that it, was a real life video. I know, like, right? Yeah, I right. I loved that the the clip at the end of Just Mercy was as well, right? Like, yeah, they just the, you don't have to see the actors anymore. We want you to see the yep. guy. We want you to see oh, the men involved here. Um, that's a movie thing you love when you see like the like they show the actor. Yep, and then they show the person, the picture of the person, and you're like, yep. dang, they nailed that casting. Yeah, you know, like, um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so I mean, the, the the movie left me inspired, 
challenged, uncomfortable, yep, sad, um, and want and and grateful that we're doing this. Yeah, me too, dude. I'm glad to be in this with you, bro. Well, thanks for recommending that we start with this one. I th- I think it it was a way for us to really jump in with both feet. Yeah. I'm glad. Awesome, man. Um, okay, well, listener, now it's up to you. Is Just Mercy a perfect movie? There's a lot of ways you can vote for that. We're going to put some polls up on our Instagram and Facebook. Those are both Two Gomers. You can go to our website, twogomers.com, actually, perfectmoviepodcast.com, and vote on the blog post there. Uh, you can even send us an email at perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com and just say Just Mercy, yes or no. We're going to tally those votes up. We are going to reveal the results of whether it's a perfect movie on our full-length episode on the bonus disc, which you can find at patreon.com slash twogomers. And whatever movie we do with our Pixar battle, which people are going to be voting on this weekend, uh, Mm -hmm. which Pixar movie we're going to do, um, we will also reveal the results on that episode. Speaking of which, oh, a little guest coming in. He's coming in right now. Hey, it's me, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> the new announcer of the results portion of these episodes. <laughs> oh, I'm so very glad I get to be back on the Two Gomas podcast. I do take some umbrage with you talking about uh, cops and not mentioning Copland. One. Oh no! Wait, shoot. Excuse me, that was Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I always get myself confused with him. It's quite a bit shorter. Welcome to the results portion of the show. Oops, I forgot. I thought Schwarzenegger was in Copland. My bad. All good, dude. Terminator. He's the we Terminator. Have, we have some quick results to reveal. Yep. The Martian and Tootsie. Very interesting results. Yeah, totally. Both of which make me look like an idiot and a bad guy. <laughs> um, the Martian got a yes from you. Uh-huh. And a high yes from the nation. Yeah. 80%. Something like that. Uh, in the 80s. I said no. Because Mark Watney just costs too much money. That was my main issue. Right. And... And I told you, again, uh-huh. you go after the one, leave the 99, go after the right. one. But I forgot to tell you before you voted, and maybe that would have convinced you. But Yeah, it's a, very, a very good spiritual argument um, going right for my heart. So that might have uh-huh. worked, but unfortunately, you didn't. And I voted no, sorry. So that was me <laughs> against you and the nation. And then Tootsie, um, <laughs> you voted no. I voted no because it's dated. Yeah, and the dated thing. I agree with that. Yep that that was my main thing. Um, yep. You know, it it didn't have the timeless feel right. of a perfect movie. Now that doesn't mean a movie can't be perfect for a time. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was my reasoning. But I did love it. Had a blast watching it. Yeah. Um, and the Gomernation, It was that was an abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was uh, the worst we've gotten so far in the 30s. Um, and I voted yes. So both times it was two to one me. Right. Two two, two of you against me. And uh, I don't know. How, how am I going to dig myself out of this hole? 
well, whatever your next pick is, if we even have those anymore, this might be the end of Stephen's picks and Anthony's picks anyways. <laughs> well, maybe so, it certainly should be the end of Stephen's picks. Maybe that's <laughs> that's the lesson we're learning. No way, dude. I've loved all the movies you said. I just haven't voted on them yet. Okay, right. And um, I also loved The Martian. So both ne- neither of those movies got a perfect movie. They're none, neither of those are going on the flash drive. If you want to hear all of our ramblings about each of those, I know I'm not supposed to say that. I'm not supposed to downsell it. You Actually, that no Tootsie app is gold. That Tootsie results show app. So fun. For some so reason, fun. something really special. We were in a mood. Yeah. Yep. And talked about a hundred <laughs> things within yeah. a half an hour and each of them stranger than the last. So I, I think people right. will like that one. So if you do want those full results show episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash two gomers and subscribe to our bonus disc podcast. All right, dude, mm-hmm. that's it. Next movie, Pixar, whatever wins our Pixar battle. We'll do that in a couple weeks. Great. Uh, I, I am really, I, I can't tell you how glad I am that we are on this new journey on the podcast. So excited. Me too. This is a great growing experience. We're in that stall phase. Yep. And we're seeing and learning new things, which is often where we're at our best. So. Yes, we are, we are not as tender and tasty as we could be. And so we are going to turn the heat up, learn, develop. <laughs> no, you want to... Low and slow, dude. That's how you get good barbecue. Oh, low, low and, and slow. Low and slow. It's like eight hours, just the tendons start. The, the, this is where the analogy just totally breaks down. Well, no, uh, I kind of like it. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Okay. Actually, you're right. The hardness yeah. in our hearts. And again, this we're like introspective thinking about ourselves. Yes. Where where in I, where in me is, is, is there hardness of heart? Yeah. Right. And... Psalm 139 at the end. I don't have it right in front of me. Search me um, and know me, right? Like, yep. like uh, that. that is See part of being is... a person of faith yep. is to say, okay, I want to be searched, <laughs> right? Yes. I want Search to be me known. Know me. Yeah. Yes. Yep. See if there is any offensive way in me. Yeah. Yep. Right. Totally. The, I'll just say this to close. Right before we started recording, we were both saying like, I mean... Like, if if we really wanted this to be timely, like maybe it it should have hit two weeks ago, right? Like mm. part of us was feeling like, are people gonna care? Is this too late that we're starting this thing? And what we ended up saying was that's that's why it's important. Yep. <laughs> right. L- this low and slow thing, right? Yep. You can't just uh, turning up the heat. Actually, I guess is the wrong analogy for brisket the, and for this. That's the flash in the pan. Right. right like that's that's what yeah. they say you you did you did something flashy and then right. it burned away and then it's gone and you're done you're over it's over and done with and that is the opposite of low and slow and so that is not what we're interested we are not in mm-hmm. doing something flashy that's going to impress people no I, I don't know how to say that more clearly we yep. we made this a year commitment yep. to jumpstart our thinking and our empathy and our action um yeah and that that's a that's a long time to just start this thing so obviously i hope people here we are not interested in doing a just mercy episode because this cultural moment is happening and then we're going to move on right we want to grow we want to learn 
going to be low and slow and it's going to be a ton yep. of fun i think along the way yep thanks for thanks for clarifying that yep and looking forward to it dude all right dude great app super fun man yep i agree um yep make sure pe- people watch your uh watch your social media this weekend so that you can vote help us vote on what the pixar movie we're gonna do is in a couple weeks um keep your eyes on that have a great week tone you too dude and happy voting on our Pixar movie.